He's one of the world's most respected business experts, Jeffrey Hazlett. I want to take you behind the scenes on what's happening in business today. And whether you're on Main Street or Wall Street, we're going to find out the secrets behind their success. This is All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett, brought to you by Dunkin' Donuts. All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett, brought to you by Dunkin' Donuts. My guests today started their company, Dreambeard, in 2012 after founder Ryan Lane grew frustrated with the lack of male grooming products in the market. With just $46 to their name and no formal business training, Ryan and Brittany were able to create a profitable e-commerce business selling Beard oil. Yep, I said it. Beard oil. Oil for your beard, men, and maybe a few women. Then, as the business started to steadily grow, they made the strategic decision to build and start building a global audience. Through social media, intelligent branding, and a little help from FedEx, they are now sold in nearly 100 countries. They join us today to discuss the lessons they've learned operating a small business in a global economy. He's one of the world's most respected business experts, Jeffrey Hazlett. I want to take you behind the scenes on what's happening in business today. And whether you're on Main Street or Wall Street, we're going to find out the secrets behind their success. This is All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett, brought to you by Dunkin' Donuts. Hey, first question I have to ask right off the bat is, how did you think about coming up with a business around just beards? (laughs) <laughs> That's a great question. Um, you know, I think it was something that was like personal necessity for me. Yeah. Um, I always had a beard, uh, more like a business beard, around like two to three inches. And uh, it was just kind of, like I said, personal necessity. I had this itchy beard that was always giving me issues, and there really wasn't a, pro- uh, a product out there on the market that, that took care of what I needed to be taken care of. Yeah, when you think about business beard, I think it's interesting you call it a business beard. You know what I'm saying? As opposed to like, yeah. uh, what do you have a ZZ Top beard now? I think I saw a picture that looked more like ZZ Top. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> some people some people believe maybe it's more on the lizard level than uh, I think I've surpassed ZZ Top at this point. But yeah, it's close to my my belly button, and uh, I keep it in the braid most of the time to keep it out of the way. So God, that's got to um, get in. Tra- yeah. How do you eat soup, dude? Yeah. He does- no, it, yeah, my wife would say I don't, you know, I don't, I, yeah, I would say, um, you know, even like wings, I used to love eating wings, and now I have to eat them dry, no sauce, you know, and just pretty much, I've had to change a lot in life to have something like this, it's pretty crazy. It's, uh, I, I have a beard, but mine's, a, my only, mine's more of a stubble, and I've been wearing it, I don't know, probably about, I'm just trying to figure out how many years it's been. Probably about only about six or seven years, maybe maybe eight. But anyway, that's kind of cool. Well, it'll cut down your, your since you're in the Atlanta area. It'll cut down you going to Fat Matt's ribs too, uh, which is one of my favorite yeah. places. Yeah. <laughs> let me let me. I'm gonna go back and 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 uh, Brittany, maybe this question's for you um, to ask okay. you because. What was it like when you took the leap to get started? And you, know, you guys were thinking about it. I remember reading the background. You applied for 300 jobs and got your work out there and didn't hear anything for weeks. And then finally, but you got to pay bills. You got you got to need money to live, although you were living with your dad at the time, which is what a lot of entrepreneurs yeah. do. You know, what was it? What was it like? And and what was your thought process about, OK, let's go do this? Well, 
I just love and trust my husband so much, and I just believe in his ideas and his dreams. And he was just talking about this, like, I got this really great idea. Maybe it won't be, like, our full-time job, but it might be a little something on the side, and let's just try and go for it. So I was like, okay, let's do it. And it was really exciting. It was really scary because we didn't even – we weren't really smart enough. We weren't really – I don't know. Yeah, really smart enough to be strategic about – starting it we were just trying to create an honest product and give people what we thought they could use and it was intimidating <laughs> you know but sometimes when you st- when you start like that though you don't know what you don't know so so where it might have scared right. you know might have scared the living shit out of you quite frankly um you know to sit there and think about all the things you didn't know those things so and i love what you just yeah. said we just wanted to build what was it a great product or you know an authentic product an honest product yeah we were just trying to be honest in the product and what company we were building because we didn't really yeah we didn't really know what we were doing we just wanted to be honest with it yeah i want to get into the global stuff and about you know you know like how you how you move to that because that's a big part of what i want to talk about today but before we do that when when you were how much research, you know, did you really do, Ryan? Because it sounds like to me you just said, "Look, I need, I need, a, I need this stuff for my beard." Nobody's really doing it, and I'm just going to do it. And you, and that's what you did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, you know, I think it, it, my wife always said because I would try to everything. I was using lotion and any kind of product she had in the bathroom, and she was always telling me that it smelled like the inside of a dog's ear when I would put lotion in my beard and try to help with this itch and you know and she's like oh this smells terrible and I was like you know I've got I've got to figure this out and I think for us you know why it wasn't like extremely terrifying when we started Dream Beard is because we really didn't know what we were sitting on we didn't realize that there wasn't really a market for this we we, we had no clue really and so when we created it and and it actually worked you know and and we did a ton of research through Google obviously Mm -hmm. you know nowadays the internet you have you all access at your fingertips and and uh, so we did a lot of research and when I developed this product and I actually used it on myself I said wow like this is something you know and I and I decided maybe I should just you know let's see what my friends think about it and so I started sending it out across the country just a few friends that I knew that had beards and I said hey man check this out let me know what you think and and uh, you know the positive feedback let me know that hey maybe this this could be something viable that I could that I could do as a business was so. dream beard your first name you know, a, lot, a few people have asked me that before, and honestly, I don't even know what the other options were at this mm-hmm. point. I just remember that we had a few different names, and Dream Beer just kept standing out. It kept standing out. I think nowadays, if I were to try to come out with that same name, I don't even think it would have worked. I just think that at the time, it was perfect for what we were doing, and, and our motto was Dream Big, Dream Beard. And so the whole idea was, mm. you know, we're dreaming big, like we're, we're going to do something we've never done before, come along with us in this journey and, uh, and dream with us. And so I think that's why it kind of worked at first. So I kind of like that. So what, I'm going to talk about the global side, and then I'm going to talk about how you grew the business, because I think it's been great to see you have the expansion you've had on the product, and, but also the non-traditional way you kind of did it. Did, um, was the next step for you then to kind of create a website? And then how did you do that? Yeah, you know, for us, back in 2012, we were we had no clue what we were doing. We had no business experience. Me and my wife, we didn't go to college for business. We had really no clue. And so we were just looking for platforms. And I was also, social media was always something that I was fairly savvy at. And so, um, so we started off on Facebook selling through a platform that allowed you to sell on, on Facebook. It was very primitive. Now there's so many uh, better options out there. 
And we did that for a few months, and then we actually switched to Etsy, um, mm, which I'm not okay. sure if you're familiar no, with I'm that. No, I'm very familiar but, um, with it. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So at the time, people weren't super familiar with Etsy, and so we, we just felt like that it made life easier for us. We felt like that um, it had all the bells and whistles, and it kind of took the, uh, the stress of trying to orchestrate a website and all this stuff. And so at first, we actually didn't have a website for um, about about the first year. Is that right, babe? About a, about a year? I'd say something? longer than that. Might, might even been a little longer than that. The first year we were solely on Etsy. So. Wow. So, um, well, and Etsy was more of a craft product place, quite frankly. I mean, that's what I would have, right. you know, I mean, yeah. I look at Etsy, that's what I think about is craft products, homemade products, those kinds of things that people, more of a charter industry or, you know, cottage industry kind of stuff. Would, would you consider, how big exactly. are you guys now? When I talk about size, give me an idea of your size. Um, are you talking like numbers yeah, or how n- far n- we Numbers, yeah, numbers. I know that you, you what, ship over to 80 countries today, maybe more by the time uh, the background yeah. I read. But. It's a, it's like, it's a million dollar business, yeah. but, you know, I mean, it's not, not like nothing crazy, you know, crazy numbers or anything. Well, what's that? So, you got to start adding so more yeah. zeros. Add more zeros. There you go. Exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> you know, starting with $46 and not, and we've never had any investors or capital uh, we've bootstrapped our business from day one, so uh, it's been a slow growth, but a good growth. You well, know, we've profited every year from first year. That's good. And then, uh, I mean, look, take forty-six bucks, make a million. You got a great lifestyle business, and you're and you're uh, you're calling me right now from home. So I, hell, that's a better than I am. Yeah. I'm in my office in New right. York City. You know, so I'd much rather be home <laughs> on my ranch in South Dakota. So uh, I get yeah. it. I get it. But you, hey, I gotta tell you the other thing. Well, I, let me. I gotta take a break. Let me do this. I gotta. Cause I'm caffeine. If you can't tell, I'm excited. One, I'm always excited when people. Hey, dream big. I love that. Dream beard. Dream big. I love that. And I get excited, but I'm also excited because of my next, my biggest sponsor, and that's my namesake here, and it's Duncan. And I, I need to know, people, are you enrolled in DD Dunkin' Donuts perks? You can get a DD card at any Dunkin' location online via Dunkin' mobile app. That's what I use. Uh, you can just create an account, and you'll be eligible for all sorts of perks like free beverages with every 200 points. I just redeemed one the other day. I love it. I just hit 200 points, and I was able to grab a free copy and, and get a great day uh, starting and running my day because I've already had – here it is. It's uh, Right now, it's like 9.30 in the morning or 10 in the morning. I'm, at ten, it's ten, and I'm already like amped up on like three or four espressos. So, are you you guys coffee drinkers? Oh, of course, man. And the Dunkachino is my jam. I mean, Do you I don't really? Oh man, caffeine in it, but it it's just like the biggest treat in the world. So yeah. I usually have some black coffee, and then if I'm uh, trying to treat myself, I do the Dunkachino. That's uh. That's where that's where my life revolves around working. So are you <laughs> are you guys are you guys officing in in the house still? Are you still doing that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. we do all of our like we do all of that in, in the house. Cool. And and really, it's it's not even it's it's more of a comfort thing for us. Like we yeah. like you said. I mean, why why have something if you don't need it? If you can yeah. be comfortable. Oh, it's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle, and that it's cool. Although you got to be able to take a break. That's why it's important. When you said you go out and get a cup of coffee. It's important for you to get out and have a little bit of a routine and not just be, you know, last night I was with my wife and I said to her, uh, she says, I wasn't working. It was like one of the first nights that I just wasn't working. I was just chilling out. And you got to find time for that. And so just like if you're, especially if your office is in your house, you've got to set some, you got to set some rules. And, uh, Boundaries. Yeah. 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 We're actually, yeah. we're going to have our first baby in. April, so we're really going to have to figure things out. Well, yeah, yeah he's exactly. going to have to move the shipping table. 
uh, to make room for a bassinet or something. That'd be good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, and, and you, you brought up a good point, and that's something a lot of times I have to be aware, uh, self-aware enough to know when it's time that I need to go out and I need to do my work at a coffee shop or something. You know, because sometimes I just get way more done. Because, like you said, when you are at home, I mean, it's really easy to just sit sit back on a Netflix and chill with a coffee instead of you know yeah. doing emails. And so. I think, you know, that's a, that's a great point you bring up. You have to have boundaries. Yeah, exactly. or do – I used to do conference – when I was a, at a Fortune 100 company, I remember one time I was back home and I was cleaning windows and on conference calls, and I almost fell off a ladder. So you got to be careful, you know, mixing both of those at the same time. Yeah. So, yeah. I, so I want to get into the fact that I want to talk a little bit about global because here you are, it's a small business, uh, but you know, small. When I say small business, a million bucks is a million bucks. I don't care who, who the hell you are; it's still a lot of money. And and you, any business to succeed, and you've succeeded for more than six years now, or for four years, four years now. Then that's that to break that. Most businesses don't do that. Uh, of the 28 mm-hmm. million businesses out there in just North America alone, and a lot of them don't get to break in globally. Now, so mm-hmm. I got to imagine when you're sitting there and you're getting these orders in, and the first one, first order came in from outside the U.S. and probably outside of Canada. What, what, where, do you remember the first country you got your first order from? Yeah, actually, go ahead, babe. I was going to say, I think it was Canada. Okay, outside of Can- outside of Canada, and in, in the oh, it, that's like America's hat, you know. Australia. Yeah. Australia. Okay. Yeah. So I think get- it was Australia. Yeah. Okay, you get the order. Then you, I, I got to imagine you're going, "Oh shit! Now what?" Right? Yeah. Because <laughs> you had, I, I'll, I'll guarantee you hadn't thought through. Okay, we no. ship this way. We charge this way. We're using FedEx to send our stuff. Uh oh, we got this order now. How do we charge for it? Is that was? I bet you that's what was going through your head. Yeah, it's actually, it's a funny story, and this is before we even, like, considered FedEx at the time. You know, we were small, we had no money, and so we walked up to uh, a local USPS store, and we're like, hey, we have to ship this, what do we do? And they, they slide over this extremely long paperwork for customs form. They're like, yeah, fill this out. And we're like, uh, They really gave me no help. We're like, what in the world are we supposed to do? And so we went back home, and we we're like, how do we fill this out? What are all these weird ID numbers, and what, are, you know, what does this mean, and what does that mean? And we had so many questions, you know, and I think that's something that I wish we would have known that, like, you know, places like FedEx, they have so much information on blogs and, uh, you know, ways around that to learn, people, you know, so the right way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Britt. So, Brittany, go yeah, ahead. Th- that, or, Brittany, go ahead. Oh, you you were going to jump in because I like the people side of that. Oh, yeah, because FedEx, they just have people who will come over to your house and help you with stuff, like set stuff up and really help you or just get on the phone and spend forever with you with all your questions. They're incredible. Well, that's pretty Yeah, that cool. actually blew us away. Yeah. Well, they want your business, right? And if yeah. And just like you guys are trying to make an honest product, I mean, like one of the cool things I like that you do um, is that you do a hand-signed note of the product, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And that's a cool – are you still doing that today? Yes, yeah, we did about two hundred and something notes yesterday, and my hand, and my hands were cramping, and you know it's something that we've always decided to do, and it, and it can feel like you're in detention a lot of times, but you know we I can't count the countless emails and uh, social media posts where people are thanking us, and they just appreciate that we took the time to do that in this, this crazy fast-paced world we live in. You know, we're still. Uh, wanting to be a little more organic and a little more real and a little more intimate with our customers. Which is cool. And honestly, it's not really... 
sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, it's not really super strategic. It really is just coming from like a place of sincerity from us. And we really are just wanting to say thank you so much for picking us. Like it, it's really just appreciating our customers so much. And that's just a little extra stuff we can do for them. You know, I, I, it's so cool because I once was, you know, I do, I have a couple of best-selling books. My last book was Think Big, Act Bigger, and the rewards of being relentless and, you know, sold like half a million copies. And I was doing a book signing once, and I had to sign 1,700 books. And some, <laughs> Yeah, can you imagine that in one sitting? So I hired a hotel room, hired some temporary workers to come in, and one of them said, do you ever get tired of signing books? I said, not when they're buying them. You know, and, yeah. and, and same thing for you. Don't ever get complaining about your hand cramping or getting upset about that because, man, if they stop buying, holy shit, you're in trouble, you know? So, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And that's that's the way that we feel. We feel exactly the same. We're actually setting up a new thing where our, our top customers, um, we're setting up these, like, Google Hangouts where we spend, you know, an hour of our time talking with them and just, just guessing, hanging out, and then talking about how we can maybe better our products or what products we could come out with next. And that's just another way for us to be intimate with our customers. And uh, and that's truly what we want to be. That's what sets us apart. Are you taping those? Are you videotaping those? I actually am uh, getting ready to. I, I've been playing with it a little bit. I didn't want to. I didn't want to just do it without making sure it was going to be good and clean and make sure that the guys even want that. You know, because it's they, kind of an intimate thing, and guys yeah. are very. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah, they don't offish. like to be yeah. open. Yeah, so. So we're offish about stuff like that. It's like I've been talking yeah. to, to Tommy Johns about their underwear and about being a sponsor, and they're good friends of mine. And I'm thinking about how do I talk to men about underwear, you know? Uh, yeah. You know, it's, it's not an easy thing. You know, they got an up and over kind of slot in their underwear versus a side thing. See, now, Ryan, you'll know what I'm talking about there. So, it's oh, little, yeah. yeah, so it's a little different, you know. Hey, speaking of, I got to yeah. take another break here. So if you're looking to own your own business, just like uh, Ryan and Brittany are doing here, you want to maybe talk to the folks at Liberty Tech Service. Liberty has been named the best of the best in financial services by Entrepreneur Magazine. They provide great support and a solid structure for small business owners. I love, I like Liberty. I love the leadership there. John's got a great book, by the way, if you haven't read his book, The Founder of the Company. This guy's made multi-multi-millionaires, sold his last business for like $480 million, and then he went out and started this again. Now he's got over 4,000 locations in North America. So, I mean, this guy's like, you talk about entrepreneur, he knows what he's doing. He's one of the world's most respected business experts, Jeffrey Hazlett. I want to take you behind the scenes on what's happening in business today. And whether you're on Main Street or Wall Street, we're going to find out the secrets behind their success. This is All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett, brought to you by Dunkin' Donuts. If you are loving this podcast, if you're loving this podcast, you, you should, should tell a friend, friend about it. it. Spread the word about podcasts you think they would enjoy. There's something for everyone from entertainment and lifestyle to, to news and politics to sports and more. Share it on social media. Tripod. Believe it or not, some people don't know how great podcasts are or even how to find and listen to them. You can help change that with a click. Tell your friends about your favorite podcast. And don't forget to tell us what you shared with the hashtag Tripod. T-R-Y-P-O-D. Tripod. Thanks for spreading the word. So let me let me get yeah. back to this global thing because I think that, <laughs> did I I like some of the I saw some of your tips for small businesses going global, and um, mm -hmm. so you said be prepared fulfill fulfill shipments quickly. You want to talk about that? 
Yes, I mean this is this is vital in e-commerce. I mean, you, you, people nowadays, and especially when you're when you're a small little business like ours, um, and you're trying to compete with something like Amazon, where they're doing all this crazy free shipping and fast shipping, um, it's something you have to really consider and be competitive on. And so, you know, I think that was we we really wanted to streamline the way that we did business. Um, so we could get it done as fast as possible, so we could get it out as fast as possible, and so we could get it in their hands as fast as possible. And so that's something that we've found that is extremely important, especially with going global. And so with FedEx, it's like, you know, it's been awesome because we've been able to get these great rates to where we can give the passes on to our customers, and we can get it to them really quick because we used to actually use solely USPS, and uh, the problem with that is that they would they would literally guarantee the package for up to a thousand days so they said look we don't know when it's going to get there but it could be up to a thousand days to get there and we're like well we can't you know we can't do this for people like they're not going to be into that and so and that was a big decision for us is that hey let's pay a little bit a little bit more and get a lot better service because three days versus a thousand days is uh is a lot better and so well especially in international shipments i get a kick out of that you get a guarantee hey a thousand days we'll have it there and everybody wants it there yesterday are you are you using <laughs> any you know i want it there like then i mean that you know that uh, amazon and these other guys are looking at same day pickup now for a lot of places but that's oh yeah it's crazy so you got to be competitive for yeah. sure so have, have you have you started to look at some kind of inventory management system for your customers like a crm like if i use if i normally buy the product every month and i miss a month do you mm-hmm. do you have anything that kind of triggers you yeah we do have some back-end stuff we i mean we use shopify as our, okay. our platform yeah. for our website and mm-hmm. so they have a lot of cool apps that has allowed us to do stuff like that to kind of trigger things like that and um and so for sure we always are trying to be connected with our and present in our but what we actually to be honest what we use it was far more effective for us is social media it's to constantly be in their face constantly be creating that dialogue so yep. that they don't it, you know, they're always like, oh, man, I need to get some more beard oil, you know, and they even comment like that, you know, they'll sometimes they'll say, oh, yeah, man, like, I need to, you know, it reminds me, I need to get more beard oil or more shampoo or more, you know, pomade, and and, uh, and so for us, that actually tends to work a lot better than uh, that Pomade, I love pomade, man. I use, I don't use it in my beard, but I use it in my head. Hair, you know, and I Yeah, love, we've got it, man, we've got it. We do hair, beard, and body, so we'll send you some. Yeah, well, we'll have to use that because you know what's so cool. I maybe ever see that movie, uh, Oh, Oh, Brother, Where Out There, Out There, Where? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's a, that's awesome. That, that, that whole thing, my palmade, my palmade. You know, it's an old word, but it's been around for a while. Exactly. Hey, so the other one I like that you had is don't bite off more than you can chew. Focus on one country at a time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now this is a great one because. You know, a lot of times, I mean, you have to realize that every play, every country does it different. Yeah. Everyone has their own custom regulations. And and, uh, and I think sometimes, you know, focus on, on ones. And, and even FedEx can even help you with that, especially if you get a rep. They can kind of show you, uh, you know, where where the hot spots are for your business and for your industry. And so it allows you to focus on ones that are really going to be uh, potential for you to really elevate yourselves and, and, uh, and get in front of the people that actually care about you, you know, because, you know, there are countries where men can't grow the greatest of facial hair. And so why would I really want to sink a bunch of time and investment in that? Not that I won't, but it's just that, you know, I need to, I need to be more strategic. And so I think that's something that, you know, you have to take into consideration is to make sure that you're going after the right demographic in the right place. Well, in some countries they have a greater propensity for growing it, right? Meaning, that's that's a normal exactly. thing for men to have beards, right? Okay. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And so really just focusing on that, finding out what their customs are, uh, what the regulations are, and trying to be, you know, 
viable for the customer so they know uh, making it as cheap as possible too, you know, because sometimes they get hit with all these custom fees on the back end yeah. and making a customer aware of that, you know, so that they're not surprised. Yeah, that's a that's a good point. I got to let me jump in here with a little piece of advice because, you know, when I was chief marketing officer, we were launching a big product with desktop printer and my team was going, oh, we're going to launch it in Japan, France. We're going to launch it in the big countries. And I'm going like, that's stupid. Why would you do that? Why don't we go to the English speaking countries first? Because then we don't have to translate anything. We don't have to translate it into French or to German. We don't have to translate it into into Polish. We don't have to translate it into Russian. Yeah, I got that those are big markets, but you know that means now I got to go redo all my brochures, redo my websites. I got to do that. Let's just concentrate on the English-based countries first. That'd be a lot easier, and then then let's go out. And by the way, I I love the point you mentioned regulations. I mean, think about this. Like mm-hmm. in Germany, if you had an electronic product or a software product, you have to guarantee it for eight years. Eight years. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to <laughs> keep an old version of the software around. So so I like this one. You, you said know your market and be able to adapt to their customs and, and to their regulations. I think that kind of ties into it, doesn't it? Exactly. Yeah. So how do you, how do you sustain international success? I mean, I think, you know, obviously the global marketplace is constantly evolving. It's, it's constantly changing. And trying to stay ahead of that, you know, and develop – uh, new ways, new software, like we'd already talked about, and, and implement, um, you know, smaller targets to get up, you know, closer to the demographic that you're really trying to reach. And and I, and honestly, I would say really use social media to to connect with people that are global, you know, and and that's going to keep you ahead of the times, keep you in the eye of the people, keep your your international business growing. Especially, and I'm talking from a small business standpoint, you know, where you don't have finances yeah. to uh, to grow your market. Social media is free. Brittany, what were you going to add? Oh, emails. Like getting people's emails. Yeah. We found yes. it's so much more impactful even than social media because we compare like your social media platforms like renting a space and having emails is like owning a space because you yeah. never know what's going to happen to that social media platform, but those emails are yours. Yeah, like, yeah. So, I'd like to touch on that. Okay. That's something I never knew as a social, as a as a social based business. Um, you know, we started on Instagram when it was really kind of primitive. A lot of people weren't too sure what it was, and it allowed us to to gain a, a good following. You know, we had like almost two hundred thousand followers on that, and you know, a hundred and something on Facebook and and all these different platforms. But it allowed us to stay in front of the people. But the bad part about that is, as social media platforms uh, become you know, maybe not as popular anymore or younger, the younger generation jumping on Snapchat or whatever. Well, then maybe you've spent five years of your life trying to build this platform and then it almost becomes useless. And so we found that, right. you know, emails, emails is like, it's like, it's like more, it's like more like buying a house instead of renting and, you know, with social media. And so I can't stress enough that small business should focus on some form of email marketing. Well, it all gets back to the engagement. I mean, and you're going to engage yeah. wherever they're at. Um, I do think that exactly. the email is like the social security number, though, and I keep telling marketers yeah. this, right? Because you can go out and buy profiles on, say, on like, say, for instance, Facebook. They use that email like a social security number, and I can find them and buy their profile, basically, and for dark post or even full post on on Facebook and then buy the friends of those people. Because if you got a friend, you know, if, if I have a beard, chances are I know another friend that's got a beard, Right. 
And exactly. uh, that's how you be able to use it. I think that's a pretty smart way. You know, you mentioned about bootstrapping. Um, hang on, but before I get to that, let me just talk about one more thing with SaneBox. They're my good friends. If you, my number, we're just talking about email. This is awesome because this is something. If you don't, if, if by the way, Ryan and Brittany, I'm going to give you one of these for free because if you if you haven't tried this, you need to. The number one complaint uh, of business executives is too much email. Okay, and I've had this problem for years until I found SaneBox and I found these guys and I went after them as a sponsor because I said, look, I want you guys because I I, I this is my secret weapon. They free up hours a day because I tag people with email. So if I'm trying to reach you, uh, Brittany, and you're not getting back to me, I just put in there two hours, three hours, four hours, two days, one week, and then it pops back into my email if you haven't responded. Or I start, Uh-oh. yeah, really cool, huh? Or I start to uh, to uh, sort you and put you into a bulk or newsletters or into these file folders if I don't want to see you again for a while, or I want to check those emails <laughs> later. I can go into that folder later, and it really helps me, and I just drag and drop, drag and drop. And so I used to wake up with 100 emails in the morning, and now I wake up with like 4 to 8 or 10. So it's a big difference. Wow. Yeah, it's really cool. That's it's, huge. It's, it's like 10, 10 20 bucks a month. It's unbelievable. I, I got it for every member of my company, and it's a great executive wow. tool. So you can go to www.sanebox.com and forward slash Hazlet, and I'll give you a couple of free weeks of this product. So it's a really cool thing. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome because let's imagine you got somebody you're talking to and they said, hey, you know, I got to order that in a couple of weeks. And you know their email, you send them and say, hey, I'm going to remind you in two weeks. And then you put a, a two week, you put 2W at SaneBox in the BCC and then it pops back up and you send them an email again. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. So let me ask you, Brittany, hey, what was it like? You moved into your dad's house, right? <laughs> um, when you right. first got started with the business, you and you and Ryan, you show up and you're basically in your old high school bedroom, right? Your old, you know. Yeah. And what was that like having to, and was your, how was your dad that cool with you guys living there for that long and running a business out of there? Oh, my dad is very supportive. He said it, I mean, because he, he's a single guy. He was just living by himself. So he's so sweet. He said it changed his life to have us there. He he was so excited to have us there and have company. And, I mean, he loved it. He's yeah. not really bothered by a lot of things. But I, have a, I have a distinctive memory that I have to tell. There's this memory I have during that first year where he's sitting on the couch watching, like, American Idol or something. And we have workers with pop-up white tables in the living room working, <laughs> and there's like boxes all around him. No joke, like boxes all around him, head. like all the way to the ceiling. The entire dining room table, both the, the the other dining room table and the kitchen, everything was packed, and all he could see was the TV, and he was completely content with all these people working around him and all this stuff going on. And I think without him, I think I don't even know if Andrew could have got off the ground because it gave us the ability yeah. to not have you know, debt and, and all this yeah. kind of stuff that a lot of people have going into business. Well, I was just going to ask you how grateful you really are because, I mean, he allowed you. I mean, he was basically one of your investors. I mean, that's the yeah, best way to describe exactly. it. Definitely. Yeah. That's a great way to describe it. I've never thought of that. But, yes, I mean, without him, I really, truly believe we were only married for seven months. We, you know, like, like you said, the story, we had no clue what we were going to do. We had applied all these jobs. And, uh, and I had to make a choice even when we started Dreambeard. We finally heard back from one of those jobs, and it was a pest control job. And they're like, hey, we love you. And this is hard, you know, because we had bills, and we had things that we had to take care of, you know, even though that we were staying with him. We still had car bills and cell phone bills yeah. and insurance. And, and uh, you know, and, and so it was very 
tantalizing to have this promise of this job. Another job offered me $2,000 just so as I could just start. And these were all things that were really weighing heavy on me at that time. And I had to make a decision, like, am I going to go after this? Am I going to try to do something different with my life? Or am I just going to do punch a time clock, uh, time clock, you know? And, and actually I remember distinctively, they said, the only thing you have to do is you have to shave your beard and you're more than welcome and then you're ready to come into the company. And that was Uh-oh. a huge decision for me to say, to say, you know what, I'm actually going to pass. I believe that I've got something here and I'm going to go after my dreams. And that was, that was a really hard, hard decision that we had to make. Uh, did you guys talk it over together? Yeah. 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 Uh, Brittany, go ahead. Well, there is a little part of me that this sounds terrible. There's a little part of me that thought he was being selfish yeah. for not taking yeah. the job because he didn't want to shave his beard. But then I'd say the main part of me was like, well, let's just see what my husband got up his sleeve and I'm really glad I trusted him. Yeah. Well, yeah. And that is another... It's tough. It's tough. It's tough guys. I mean, yeah. look, yeah. my wife and I have been married for 36 years. I have bought and sold over 250 what? businesses in my career. And you know, and this, this one I'm doing right now, they called the C-Suite Network. She said, "This is your last one." <laughs> she said, "Make it big, <laughs> bigger than the other ones that you've uh-huh. done." And I've worked in companies of billions of dollars, and but she's saying, "This is it. I'm not doing this anymore," uh, because <laughs> I gamble every single time we do it. I mean, I roll yeah. the dice, and that's what you were doing. Yeah. Yeah. What's what roles do each of you play in the business, and did it did you talk about it, or did it just kind of evolve? That's a great question. I think it definitely evolved. I think that being a small business, you have to learn how to be the jack of all trades. You know, mm-hmm. we didn't have the finances to hire, you know, a photographer and a videographer and all this kind of stuff. And luckily, I just had always dabbled in a lot of trinket kind of things and hobbies like that to where I kind of knew how to how to operate a camera pretty decently. And so I think for us, like we just we both had to, you know, my wife had to learn software and how to you know do wholesale accounts and how and, we, and we've all kind of go ahead i was initially just very computer illiterate <laughs> computers really intimidated me i didn't even really totally understand email mm-hmm. and so i really had to learn a lot who does yeah, the, who does the books who does the books um well i do the books and then we also have a cpa that yeah. also pretty much is connected. We use Zero uh, for our accounting, and he's pretty much connected with it and kind of oversees it. You know, I just kind of plug and play, and he fixes all my mistakes. (laughs) Well, it's classic because you typically you see, and by the way, for those listening, there's an evolution that most businesses go through, especially entrepreneur businesses. And what what you do is how how Brian and Brittany started. They start off as one man bands. That's really what it is. They start off in the basement or they start off in the living room. In this case, the, their their father in law's living room or father's living room, and they and then they then they add devout followers. You probably got. Do you have a couple of people working for you now? Yeah, yeah. We usually have around five around the season. That's what yeah. that's what we usually run with for the and, Christmas season. And usually you add devout followers. These are people that might not be in the right spot, might not be the right people for the jobs, but you know what? They fill the void for you. And then, then you move on exactly. to the third level. And the third level is when you start adding uh, skilled practitioners, the bookkeeper, the right kind of accountant, uh, the people that know, like even partners, great partners like FedEx or others that might be able to you add on. And you start adding these partners because they fill the need of an exact, you know, skill or profession or, you know, something that you really need expertise on. And that's when you start making the big changes in the business. And that's what you see going on right here, too. 
What? What? Exactly. Yeah. What? So you started off with just the beard oil. How much of that a percentage of your business versus the other stuff? Because you've you've expanded it now, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We do quite a bit of products now. So what? I would say that. Yeah. What percentage? What percentage? Yeah. Yeah, I think the beard oil is definitely still our bread and butter. I would say it's maybe even close to fifty percent of our sales still. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say I would say really all of our beard products in general. We have our beard oil, our beard balm, which is typically the same thing. It just kind of helps uh, with molding the beard, keeping flyaways down, making it look overall better throughout the day. And then we also have a shampoo and conditioner. And those those three products are huge still to this day. Even though we offer other products that have to do with men without beards. Um, you know, because we want to constantly, you know, expand our product line and be available not just for bearded guys, but for men in general. But I would say that still to this day, a large percent of our uh, is still on our beard oil. Mm-hmm. Let me give you um, before we finish. I want to give one more last shout out to FedEx. That's how we got connected, and I, I do love the guys at FedEx. I love um, businesses that do stuff really well, and I've met Fred. Smith, the founder of that company, numerous, numerous times over the years. But you guys won a grant. You won a grant contest, right? Yes. Yeah. A couple of years back, we won a grant contest. They, they were they were doing, and uh, actually, my father they used FedEx for his for his business too. And he's the one that saw the email about the contest and told me. And I was kind of thinking to myself, eh, I don't know. This seems like kind of one of those, like put your email in and win a win a house kind of thing. And mm-hmm. I was like, there's no way we're going to even have a chance. And, but I finally, I was like, you know what? I was like, let's just uh, let's give this a try, and and yeah, sure enough, we we won, and it's and I can't say enough about FedEx because it wasn't the grant that was so great; it was the connection that we made, and and it gave us the ability to uh, to just we we've actually learned so much from FedEx just from our relationship with them in the last year. Uh, they've really just given us great um, tools to be able to make our 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 business perform better, you know. And so it's been it's been an incredible journey with them. Well, guys, I tell you what, you, you're dreaming big and you dream beard. I love that connection. And uh, I just think it's fantastic to watch your success. And and uh, you know what? I'm going to have to grow out my beard maybe over the holidays and uh, give, it, <laughs> give, give it a shot. Hey, you know, know all, all facial hair is valid, man. So grow what you got <laughs> and rock it, you know, and uh, I think it looks great. All right, and it's manly too. All right, hey, we appreciate it, and uh, thanks for joining us on All Business. Thank you for having us. Taking you behind the scenes of what's happening in the business world. Jeffrey Hazlett hosts All Business, brought to you by Dunkin' Donuts. Hey, after every single show, I like to talk about the things I learned. I learned a lot. I like these guys. The young couple getting it going, making it happen. You know, not huge yet. Not yet, but a million bucks is a million bucks. I mean, and they're working out of their house. I mean, what a great deal. Make it a great living. You know what I, I, the word that came to mind, did you pick it up? Genuine. How genuine they were. An honest product. You know, uh, they, sincerity was another word that was used in the interview. And I thought that was really, really cool. And I, and I love the type into, they want to dream big, so they dream beard. <laughs> I, I got a kick out of that. You know, and the, the other big lesson that I take away from this is great partners. Now, 
FedEx is the one that came to us with this story, and that's why I weaved them in, because I never forget the people that took me to the dance. And I like the fact that you need to be reminded you need to have great partners to build your business. Not that you're just giving them money, but, you know, it's a partnership, and FedEx is getting something out of it, too. And I thought that was a pretty good lesson to be learned here, and that was probably my biggest takeaway is don't forget to have great partners as you're building your business. Don't don't be afraid to have other people help show you the way because they've been there before, and you don't need to learn all those lessons the hard way. So, and that's a great thing to learn right here on All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett on Play.it, CBS, iTunes, and everywhere else that you can listen for a podcast. And speaking of listening, could you tell somebody else about this? I never stop telling people to listen and to let other people know about the show because that's how I get big and I want to be huge. All right, my friends, see you next week on All Business, whichever it is. of what's happening in the business world. Jeffrey Hazlett hosts All Business, brought to you by Dunkin' Donuts. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.